Hello everyone. Thank you and welcome to Leadership Reflections with Dr. Sharon. I am Dr. Sharon H. Porter, educator, author, entrepreneur, and speaker. And today's Leadership Reflection is taken from the article, How Leaders Inspire Change in the 21st Century. This article was written by Brent Gleason, who is a keynote speaker and the author of Taking Point. In this article, Gleason really contends that most organizations and leaders do not understand how to leverage the technologies and opportunities for increased efficiency and agility. Uh, While this article is really geared towards business and business leaders, as I always say, leadership is leadership. And any time that I am reading um, anything that deals with leadership, I automatically transfer that learning, that knowledge into school leadership. And so the article's focus, again, is really about um, tackling the question, how do leaders inspire change in the 21st century? And he really responds by saying that if they follow 10 principles, they can do that. And so the first uh, really principle, actually, I'll go through each of the principles and then I'll talk a little bit about each one. So you have culture, trust, accountability, mindset, preparation, transmission, inclusion, fatigue, discipline and resiliency. And so I'm going to start with culture because As an educational leader, we know that a positive school culture is what is going to promote teaching and learning in our buildings. And Doug Reeves says that when it comes to lasting cultural change, four essentials are consistent across many leadership contexts. And he first says that you have to define what you will not change. And to me, that's really establishing what those non-negotiables are. Secondly, he says, you have to recognize the importance of your actions. He goes on to say, quote, the greatest impediment to meaningful cultural change is the gap between what leaders say they value and what they actually do. That quote is so impactful because that's what we find that there is someone saying one thing, but then their actions is saying something else. So the third one is use the right change tools. And he categorized change tools into four categories, cultural tools, power tools, management tools, and leadership tools. And then the fourth one, he says, leaderships have to be, leaders have to be willing to do the scut work. I love that one because as a former principal, I know that I had to value every individual's role and and job description in that building. So we as leaders cannot deem any particular job or role less than any other. So they do. They need to see you outside at bus duty. They need to see you in the cafeteria if you have to wipe tables, if you have to sweep up something. So you cannot be afraid and you must be willing to do the scut work. 
And so effective school leaders, of course, will develop and maintain in order to do that a culture that embodies a shared value and shared beliefs. And that's what building a positive culture is all about. So the next principle that Brent Gleason talks about is trust. And I'm reading, um, actually, Trust Matters Now, Leadership for Successful Schools. That's by Megan Moran. Um, she defines trust as one's willingness to be vulnerable to another based on the confidence that the other benevolent, honest, open, reliable, and competent. And those are the five facets of trust that she talks about. Being benevolent, benevolent, being honest, openness, reliability, and competent. And then in chapter nine, which I think is probably my favorite chapter in that book, she talks about restoring broken trust and the five functions of leadership um, that goes along with the five facets of trust. So the next principle Brent talks about is accountability. And for me, accountability is the sense of responsibility that we have as leaders. I do feel that there is a sense of responsibilities that we in our profession, in educator, education, and in the role as an educational leader, that we have to be accountable for the delivery of effective instruction. I do believe that. And so what does that mean? That means that we are going to have to monitor. We're going to have to provide effective feedback to classroom teachers, feedback that will help improve and move instruction. There also must be accountability with all stakeholders. So I do believe that. I, I do know that although the buck stops at the school leader that there needs to be some onus on all those who are vested in that school community. The next principle he talks about in this article is mindset. And so first, the first thing that came to mind when I was reading this was, of course, Carol Dweck's work around fixed and growth mindset. And so, but what Brent Gleason is really talking about here is that having a mindset that aligns with your beliefs of your mission. And so that there must be a common mindset that everyone must basically be on the same page so that we can go towards our mission. The next principle is preparation. And here he's really just talking about making sure that leaders plan first. Just don't jump in to the work. You have to be data driven. You have to gather the data. You have to review the data and you have to analyze the data and then make decisions based on that data. The next one is transmission. And that's really all about communication. And all I can say about that is over communicate. You cannot go wrong with over communicating. Um, and so just making sure that everyone is informed. You have your formal and your informal ways of communicating. You have your face-to-face -face meetings. You have emails. You have newsletters that go out and of course social media. And so you need to utilize every way possible to get the message out. The next principle is inclusion. And this is really talking about engaging everyone. 
And this really brings me to mind of Peter DeWitt's book, Collaborative Leadership. He six influences that matters most. And in this book, he takes a look at John Hattie's, actually six of John Hattie's influences, because I do believe Hattie, uh, with Hattie's influences, over 150. But Peter takes a look at six of them. Instructional leadership, collective teacher efficacy, assessment, capable learning, professional development, feedback, and family engagement. And although it is in a leadership challenge to lead collaboratively, it's also an awesome opportunity to engage your staff and those in your school. The next principle he talks about is fatigue. And again, please remember that he's really directing this to the business world. But when I read this, I think about burnout, teacher and leader burnout. How do you keep your staff energized? How do you keep your staff motivated? And so you want to begin to celebrate the progress, um, recognize those successes that exist um, Robert Marziano in the book, School Leadership That Works, um, one of the research-based leadership behaviors he talked about of effective principles was what he called an affirmer. And when I looked, an affirmer is one that recognizes the accomplishments of faculty, staff, and students. Talking about school leadership. And when you recognize, when you've come um, recognize all of these um, celebrations and the accomplishments of your staff, it's really a morale booster. That's really what it is. And so you want to definitely make sure that you're doing that and make sure that your staff and faculty, that they're also doing that for their students. We have to recognize and celebrate. What gets celebrate, celebrated gets accelerated. The next principle he talked about is discipline. And basically, this is not allowing the many distractions that come up on a daily basis take you away from your focus. You have your focus. You must be a disciplined leader to keep your focus. And then the last principle he talked about is resiliency. And this is really being prepared for change. We know that change is, is inevitable and we also know that change is difficult for most. So we have to be prepared for it. When you build a culture of resiliency, you are able in your organization, your school, you're able to back, uh, bounce back from those adversities and those pitfalls that may occur throughout the day, throughout the week and throughout the school year. And so that's my reflection on this wonderful article by Brent Gleason. Again, it's called How Leaders Inspire Change in the 21st Century. Thank you, and I hope you join me for another leadership reflection.